In 2018, this sport made $906 million in revenue. It had over 380 million unique viewers, and it paid out over $1 billion in prize money. Do you have an idea of what it is yet? Well, let me give you a hint. If you haven't been able to put the puzzle together yet, or have not heard the music before, that's the original loading screen music for Epic Games' Fortnite Battle Royale. Esports has been one of the largest growing industries over the last half decade. Yes, you heard that right. Video games are becoming one of the top choices among kids all around the world. With over 150 million Americans playing video games in 2018, and even more playing games around the world, it's time to start paying attention to the gamers. I met up with John Pierce, director of Player2, an esports brand consulting and marketing firm, and teacher of the business of esports at Arizona State University, to talk about why esports are so popular. Esports has become more popular because gaming has become more popular, and gaming has become more popular because there's better titles, uh, the convergence of you know broadband capabilities, mobile gaming. Uh, and consoles uh, have provided a, a really terrific environment for gaming to grow. Uh, and, and all of this is happening at the same time that, that consumers are watching less traditional television or linear television. So esports is growing because gaming's growing. I spoke with Chandis Colleen, co-founder and head of team negotiations for the Colleen Agency, a new group that is focused on the representation of professional esport athletes. I think the first thing that's important to acknowledge is that gaming and esports have existed for a long time, right? I mean, going back to the days of competitive StarCraft in Korea. Um, League of Legends has been around for almost a decade. Yeah. Um, and so there's always been this culture and community that have existed, and what we've really seen, obviously, is an exponential uh, rise in viewership and attention in, uh, from sort of the mainstream sports media. And I think we could attribute that to two things. One is just improvement in technology, making it easier for viewers to watch at home, making it easier for players to play from home, um, to host offline events, and uh, the second factor would be just a tremendous buy-in from game publishers in recent years, right? Riot Games has pumped a lot of money and resources into promoting League of Legends to sort of um, evening the playing field across all of its different regional leagues, and obviously Blizzard, with the creation of the Overwatch League uh, in the last two years, has put a lot of money and resources into making that an international competition. The newest wave of gaming that is taking over the gaming community has been Battle Royale-style games. Battle Royale games are games where a certain number of people jump into a map and battle it out with one another to be the last man standing. The leaders of this genre of gaming include Players Unknown Battleground, better known as PUBG, also Fortnite, and the recently released Apex Legends. The free-to-play Fortnite exploded in popularity in 2018, raking in over $3 billion in revenue and amassing a player base of over 40 million players around the world. One of the more recent games to steal the hearts of gamers is Apex Legends. Just like Fortnite, another free-to-play game that in its first week 
saw over 25 million players download their game. I spoke with Danny George, vice president of the Arizona State University eSports team, to get her thoughts on the free-to-play model of video games. Yeah, I mean, that all has to base on microtransactions. So those companies are betting that their players and their fan base are going to do microtransactions in order to get money, but I think having that free-to-play option really does increase people that just want to play and have a casual time. And the reason I play Apex or any Battle Royale really is just because my friends do, not because like I technically like it. So I, have a, I had a hard time spending money on Blackout. I haven't even bought it yet, but I do play Apex and Fortnite more Another beneficiary from the surge in popularity was the streaming platform known as Twitch.tv. The increasing amount of gamers meant more people streaming their games for others to watch, which also boosted the amount of players playing the games. In 2018, Twitch saw 560 billion minutes watched, up 58% from 2017. 3.4 million unique broadcasters every month on average, up 70% and saw 41,100 average concurrent viewers on live channels, up 67%. One of the main reasons Twitch has seen the surge in usage over the last few years is because of people cutting cords on their cable packages and moving to streaming services. An estimated 33 million people ditched their cable packages for streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and now Twitch. I think that uh, the... the the live streaming nature of Twitch uh, has grown kind of uh, at the same time that these games have become uh, more popular and at the same time as people are spending less time on linear television. So it's all kind of grown up all together. Uh, and the fact that, that, you know, younger consumers are spending time watching other people play video games in, and for two reasons, to, to get better at the game and to be entertained uh, is, is uh, a new phenomenon for gaming and Twitch, but it's not a new phenomenon overall. Cooking shows have been out forever. Home improvement shows have been out forever. Yeah. And the idea that I'm going to watch someone else bake a cake uh, is no, no different than watching someone else play a video game. Absolutely. I had a chance to catch up with Donovan Parr, the community manager of ASU's RuneScape team and a member of the Division I PUBG team, to get his thoughts on Twitch and the relationship it has with television. Personally, for me, I have not watched television in probably the last two years because if I'm watching something, it's usually a stream like watching Shroud or whatnot, even like smaller streamers. But it's also like you have your your big name streamers that you watch for content, you know they're old reliable, they're always going to be there, but then you can also like dive down with some smaller streamers, support, become a community, part of a community, and people really like it, becoming a part of the community, especially for a game you like or a person you like that broadcasts. 
This level of success bodes well for the future of esports. After just one month in 2019, viewership is up, the numbers of streamers are increasing, and bigger and better payouts are waiting for those who choose to go pro. Games like Overwatch, Super Smash Bros., and Fortnite are committed to paying out its winners millions of dollars in 2019. Well, esports right now is a $1 billion industry. Yeah. Gaming broadly is a $100 billion industry worldwide. So within the context of, of gaming, esports will continue to grow as the idea of competing professionally in a game becomes more commonplace. And as the publishers themselves create more opportunities for competitive play in an effort to uh, elongate you know, the duration of a game uh, how long it stays relevant, and to create kind of the news around a game instead of always having to change uh, the meta or update uh, a game in and of itself. So I think you'll see more competitive uh, gaming. I think gaming itself will remain a much bigger endeavor than, than eSports. Whatever the future may hold for esports and aspiring gamers everywhere, wherever it goes, it appears to be, for now, on the up and up. For my next podcast, I will be talking about how women are joining the male-dominated esports scene and how they're changing it. For more, follow me on Twitter, at Christian Thurls. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-T-H-U-R-L-S. For more Cronkite news and Cronkite sports stories, check out cronkitenews.azpbs.org. For Cronkite sports, I'm Christian Thurley. See you all next time.